What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Make It Work Podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. How are you guys? How was your week? What's going on? Nothing over here. Big old nothing. My favorite way to be. <laughs> you are having the most glorious week. I am very jealous. Yes, I know. Yeah. It's a little bit more chaotic over here, but it's all right. It's almost the weekend. I'm about <laughs> to get to do a whole lot of nothing. Actually, Morgan inspired me because I was starting to like fill up my weekend alone. As uh, Charlie's, well, now once you guys hear this, he'll be back, but he's on a bachelor party trip. And so I the weekend of myself, I was like, oh, I'll go do this and I'll go to brunch. I'm like, you know what? I'm nah. going to get inspired by Morgan. I'm not going to do shit. I'm going to hang out with my dogs. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, self-care. I fully support that. Yes. So I forgot last episode. Morgan closed it up for me. So I'll tell you, can you please, pretty please, rate, review, subscribe. I saw a couple more ratings come in, but it would be really, really cool if you guys wrote us a quick review and said how much you liked us. That would help us a lot. And then if you'd be willing to share an episode, um, whether it's just telling one of your friends or your sister or your aunt or cousin or whatever, or you know, taking a screenshot and putting it on your Instagram story, it means a whole lot to us. Every little bit helps. Yes, please. So today we are actually going off of a listener suggestion. My girl Chelsea, she said that she would like to hear an episode about essentially what we're proud of, like accomplishments we're proud of, and then kind of the weird dynamic of women having pride in what they do and how much money they make and things like that, because I do think it's like a one or the other thing. It's either like too much or too little. And hype our friends up in their outfits, but I don't think there's a good enough culture of people hyping up for other stuff. So we're going to break that all down, tell you what we're proud of, how we cheer each other on for big and little stuff and go from there. I am excited about this one. This is another one of those things where Stephanie and I made short lists of things that we look back and are proud of. And then I guess from there, we'll just kind of get into a discussion on more reasons why it sucks to be a woman, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Ooh, The act- list is never ending. Speaking of sucking to be a woman, just because that is, A, I do feel like we need to address the top before we get into this. The uh, terrorist attack, I would say. The hate crime. Mm-hmm. That Asian women mm -hmm, against Asian women in Atlanta and that if it's not obvious our stance that that's unacceptable and just because a white man um, committed the crime does not mean it's not an act of terrorism and a hate crime and it's shitty and that should be very clear. And then I actually had two suggestions to kind of get us back to where something I have enjoyed that also enlightened me because sometimes having ADD, I can't focus as much as I would like on these important information. But if you give it to me in a story mode, I do better. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little behind the game, but Wandry, which, you know, always does a great job with documentaries. Yeah. They had one called Do No Harm. And this is not on the same brand as the Asian hate crimes, but just enlightenment and be realizing outside of our own whitewashed world that we're currently living in what the fuck's happening yeah um it's a documentary on cps in texas and has multiple scenarios where children were separated from their families 
when it was like very clear that abuse was not going on, one doctor reported a uh, like an injury said it could have been abuse or that they they over assumed their knowledge saying it was abuse and then when there was a lot of other evidence to the contrary cps took the kids put them in unsafe situations it is a whole story but then you kind of get into it and realize that this family was able to have this fixed in court pretty quickly and then there's another family who went through almost the exact same thing. And instead of in like two couple weeks um, getting their kids back, this family went without their kids for, I want to say it was 19 months. And then the father wow. in the same scenario was facing criminal charges because they were African-American. Mm-hmm. And there was a fucking astounding st- statistic that 50% of, ch- of African-American children will have at some point been involved in a CPS like case or call. Wow. 50%. Wow. Yeah. It's disheartening. It's horrible. And so that, that story is incredible. And like I said, that's this is my own problem that I am not as good at focusing, but this is like such a powerful story that then like delivered this insane message. And then, okay, I think how you pronounce this is the Moritarian. Holy shit. I like knew what Guantanamo Bay was, but like I didn't know what Guantanamo Bay was. Okay. And that like almost all of the prisoners there, like we all know the quote unquote um, suspicion of like waterboarding and shit like that. Right. Torture. Torture. But these people are held for years and years and years, sometimes their entire life without being charged for a crime. Well. And this is a story of a man who was pulled in supposedly on like known associations related to 9-11 and because of, you know, the, the Freedom Act or whatever, they were able to hold him for years and years and years without pressing charges, without any real evidence. And then they don't allow them to have trials. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think, think that if you were involved in that or are a terrorist, that's a good case for the death penalty. However, like they don't have evidence or anything else. And it's his yeah. story. And it was fucking insane. I can't recommend it enough. Both Charlie and I cried at the end. It, it's, it was so good. But yeah, I think we watched it on Amazon. I was going to say, is that on Netflix or Hulu or Prime? YouTube or Amazon, you can rent it. Um, okay. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, just... that says so a more... Moritarian, M-A-U-R-I-T-A-N-I-A-N. I'll try to remember to put a link on it. I think it's kind of like the um, the movie we watched about black men on death row where you just had this like fucking light bulb moment yeah. of how fucked up things are. Like that was the thing I had in that movie. So just, you know, going off our dumpster fire episode last week. Yeah, right. If you really want to be enlightened a little bit, uh, the movie's really fucked up. I mean, not only the obvious hate crime that took place in Atlanta, but the woman in England who was walking home from a friend's house and got murdered by a cop, allegedly by a cop. And so the solution is for plainclothes cops to now be in nightclubs. What? Yeah. So... Um... <laughs> it's just like it were, well, I feel like whenever something like this happens and not to not to 
you know, downplay anything, but this has gained national media attention probably because it was a white woman that was murdered. Probably. By probably a cop stalker. Stalker cop, whatever. Mm-hmm. However you want to put the words to make it that the cop is the stalker. Um, but this happens all the time. Whether or not the person, the woman ends up getting murdered in the end, but like... How many times have you walked with your fucking keys between your fingers to, like, be able to stab someone a little bit if they get near you? I've done it. I carry mace and a, like, industrial-grade flashlight with me when I take our dog out at 3 o'clock in the morning when I get home from work. Yeah. I carry Um, a taser. I'm learning how to shoot guns. Like, you know... You can't, women can't escape it. Every woman on earth has dealt with violence from men, whether it's direct or just trying to protect yourself from it happening Mm -hmm. because the fear is there. And it just keeps going back to like, we teach women to protect themselves and give them strategies on not being attacked by a man. Mm Mm-hmm. Wear wear shoes that you can run in, you know, carry pepper spray with you, always walk with a buddy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, while you you should can take it upon yourself to make sure that you're the safest you can be, I feel like there's rarely a conversation about teaching men to mind their own fucking business and take no for a fucking answer. Yeah. And that we're the not here. The first fucking time. Yeah, we're not here for I your entertainment. I can't stand those stories of like, oh, and he asked me out on a date 10 million times until I finally gave in and said yes, and now we're married. Like, tell me your husband beats you without telling me your husband beats you. <laughs> Fuck off. Learn how to take no for an answer. Yeah, it's true. And it's, you know, raising a boy or assisting in raising a boy. I want to make it abundantly clear that... It, I don't give a shit if a woman's walking around naked. That doesn't give you any right to her body or looking at it or touching it or telling her what to do with it. It's none nope. of your goddamn business. Nope. And I plan on grilling him 10 times more than if I ever have a daughter, which I probably won't have any more children as of today. But <laughs> like if I did have a daughter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill the dude way more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more, more bullshit, of course. Couldn't, couldn't go a week without something... Or, you know, more than one traumatizing thing happening in the world to give us pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just um, felt, I felt like we needed, I was like, A, I, I watched and listened to these. And I was like, oh, I want to tell Morgan about these because I think she'll like them. And I think you guys would like them too. And I like that movie a lot. And so, yeah, that was just our little corner of acknowledging that the world is garbage. And I hope you guys are bringing a little lightness to it every day. Fair. Yeah. I think I'll start off with like three things that I've already said that I'm proud of on this podcast. Um, Number one, quitting my horrible job with my horrible manager and saying to his face in front of another manager and an HR rep why he was the worst Mm -hmm. and like why everyone hated him and he should get fired. Um, And leaving, despite, um, you know, not really being in the best position to leave a job at that time. (laughs) 
But doing that, standing up for myself and like leaving a job that was making me miserable. Number two would be leaving my ex-boyfriend. And this wasn't any really something that I was proud of until other people started reacting Mm -hmm. to it when I would tell them what had happened. Um, My parents both said they were proud of me. Friends, my sister like friends of my parents that they were talking to said, you know, what a big deal it was. And, you know, looking back, it was, you know, one too many red flags. And I was like, this isn't going to be my life and I'm leaving. And there were more than one red flags. Yeah, that's for sure. I didn't leave at the first one. Yeah. And you gave an opportunity for him to, to fix something and address his issues. And he didn't. Yeah. And, you know, I stuck to my word and I left. And it it didn't dawn on me how many people don't do that until I was getting responses about it from other people, like outside validation, which I don't normally give a shit about. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, A, it just reinforced that it was the right decision. Yeah. And two, made me feel more independent than I already was feeling having left the relationship. Yeah. Because sometimes it's really hard to leave. Sometimes it is. Yeah, this this didn't feel hard, which is something I'm proud of because the relationship before that was one of them that just went off and on, off and on, off and on until it finally was like pooped out. <laughs> You know, we all had one of those. Yeah, the guys who just can't quit. Yeah, it's like you can't quit them, but it's also like you're just you just know them. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself all the time. Yeah, that's retell true. all your stories. That's very true. Um, which is intimidating. Being newly single when when you are newly single is being like, oh my god, I have to fucking retell all this bullshit to someone. I gotta unpack all this baggage again. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. Um. So that that made me feel really good getting um outside validation of ending that relationship and recognizing that it took time and thought and self reflection and strength to do that. Yeah. And I'm still proud of myself for that because that relationship sucked. That person sucked. And look where I am now, doing much better. Yeah, it was all good choices. (laughs) And then my other thing that I'm really proud of is living by myself for a year, which I've talked about a bajillion times, but I will say it again. I suggest it to anyone that's in a position that they're able and willing to do it. Um, And I don't know if it was actually living alone itself that makes me feel so proud, Um, But it was a goal that I have had since I was a teenager, you know, living with my parents and my sister yeah, and being like, I got to live alone. Like, I never want roommates. And then, you know, living with a bunch of roommates in college and after college because I wasn't making any fucking money Um, and then just being able to do it, cutting loose, cutting loose the ex-boyfriend and living by myself just accomplishing a goal that I had had for, you know, the majority of my life 
and enjoying it and it going well. Yeah. Lived up to your uh, expectation. Yeah. Was really great. And it's also one of the things that my dad always says he's jealous of. Because he never lived by himself. But he's definitely the type of person that would thrive. <laughs> <laughs> with more <laughs> time, Alone time and space by himself. He's got so many goddamn hobbies. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, those are my things I've already talked about on here. Um, I love all three things. I'm proud deeply. of you. And thank you. I'm proud of myself. And I'm glad to brag about it a little bit again. Yeah. And I think they also are three things that impacted like you as a person at this point. You know, it's. Yeah. You know, good and bad stuff kind of makes an imprint. And those are all things that built, you know, onto you and made you even better. Yeah, they were all learning experiences eventually. <laughs> because whether or not so, most things are learning experiences, but you don't realize it's a learning experience until <laughs> you've had a little bit of time to cool down, get some distance and reflect. Yeah. That's valid. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to list some of mine. I guess mine would be kind of in categories, you know? Okay. Like work-wise, I am proud of myself that I was willing to put myself out there. And, you know, where I, when I went and took the Botox job, that that was kind of in the start of, like, influencer-y type things. And it was so scary to do the media marketing that I was doing. And I really developed our social media and made videos and put myself out there. And it was fucking terrifying. And <laughs> I was really proud of myself because I did it and I built clientele and I really did enjoy that job, which was, <laughs> which sucks. I put so much work and was so vulnerable to build that and then to have to leave when I did. But I am proud of myself that I left to do what's right, not what was easy because I could have stayed and done Botox and had fun and made more money. But I'm proud of myself for making the right choice, which again is also really hard when you like put yourself out there and everybody on the internet knows what you're doing for a job and then all of a sudden you're not. Like that's yeah. embarrassing. And then when I've like negotiated my pay and gotten more more money, I was proud of myself for that. When I was in college was when I first got sick. I mean, we talk about it some on here, but not like super duper detailed, but I got sick my freshman year of college and I ended up having to spend a lot of time in the hospital, a lot more than I would have liked. And I had a lot of doctors tell me to drop out of college, put off college, especially nursing school. They're like, there's no way you're going to be able to handle the stress of nursing school. There's no way you're going to be able to clinicals and you know, you just, you're not going to be a good nurse. You're not gonna be able to do it. Like you just probably should put it off. And uh, not only did I not do that fucking graduated summa cum laude and i whooped school's ass that's true and uh, i was very proud of myself for that and then i went and got the job i wanted and you know i was just i was very i had a fire lit under my ass because of that so i'm very proud of myself for not listening to others <laughs> you love not listening to others i do it's one of your favorites it's one of my favorites and i think that's actually what i would say because my last part would probably be how i've handled my remote romantic relationship and stuff or even my friendships i this is a work in progress proud i am every day caring less and less about what other people think or tell them what to do and i am in this point in my life for the first time 
that I am making decisions and then telling people what I'm doing rather than um, asking for input and validation of my choices because, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life who have really tried to influence where I'm going. I think mostly with good intentions, but you know, would like really instill doubt and uh, lack of confidence in my choices. And now that I uh, don't care as much, (laughs) I'm pretty proud of myself. And it's incredibly, you know, when I have been more authentically myself and done what I've wanted to, I have attracted great people in my life to me and who want to spend time with me and be around me. And you know, I haven't regretted it yet. So I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, it's kind of like with my divorce, I was proud of myself for leaving because that was hard. It was the easier choice overall, but it was hard to decide to end a marriage because it's fucking humiliating. I mean, like how cliche, like you get married, you have this wedding and then like less than a year in you're divorced. And it just, it was, it was just so cliche. Like it was just, ugh. <laughs> and um, I was really humiliated. And then we went, we went to Australia while I was in the process of being separated, we just hadn't been able to get legally separated because of um, he was not able to meet me at the courthouse to do it, which is a fucking asshole. So I went to Australia and I still was like, we were separated, but not like legally yet. We hadn't lived together in three months. And um, my sister got engaged while we were there. It was still technically my birthday. <laughs> and because I was like she was getting engaged and I was getting happy birthday tests from people back home oh my god and I am freshly separated um, and I did a really good job because it wasn't I typically am just not I'm not the kind of person who doesn't want others to have things I get jealous and that I like want to join you and have things with you but I've never felt like there's not enough in the pot I just don't that's just not my, I have my own issues, don't get me wrong, but like that's just not something I've ever had an issue with. But it was so hard to um, like put that game face on and like be happy about an engagement in a wedding when I wasn't, so, I was so raw. Yeah. And in pain and um, wasn't allowed to talk about it. And I would go to all the things and I put on the big smile and I would help wedding plan and hype her up and take the pictures. And I got her already that morning. You know, I I did a really good job. And then I went to all the activities that day and then I got drunk and I took an Uber home and I went and cried. Sierra came with me, but she's doing her own thing and cried in my room for hours. Yeah. And I just remember being so sad. For a lot of different reasons, but then I was just embarrassed of myself for not being proud and like not being able to put it aside, but I couldn't like box those feelings up enough. But I was like, that's not fair. Like she deserves this and I want her to have it. I just like need my my sad to not be here. And then I came home and I was really uh, starting to get bitter and thought I hated men. And I got like major like 45 year old like divorcee energy of like fuck all men. Mm. and I didn't want to be not that. Not what we're going for. No, it's not what we're going for. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is not the path I want to go down. I don't want to be bitter. And so I decided to start dating. And actually, Morgan is probably the only person that was supportive of the choice. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do this. And I, at the time, I in no way was looking for, like, my next husband. I told Morgan, she, I was like, which one do I download? She's like, what do you want? I was like, I want to sleep with someone and have them tell me I'm pretty and buy me dinner. And she's like, Tinder it is. I was like, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) 
and then ends up most men are morons and can't have a conversation. But I like, despite my family and a lot of my other friends being like, you're really going to date already? I was like, my husband didn't wait till we got divorced to start dating. So I feel like I'm fine to start dating now. <laughs> and I feel like it's completely fucking fair. Yeah, it's completely fair. And I waited till I was legally separated. And then I was like dating and talking on the app some and just like, ugh, people were boring. But at least like, there was potential. Like I didn't have a lack of matches. Like I saw that people would still be interested and I was very upfront. Like when I talked to people, I was like, I'm going through divorce. Like, let's just, here is my baggage. And, um, ended up working out and I met my now fiance and I put out all my shit on the table again, despite everyone telling me not to. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of where it got me. And you should be. Yeah. So, Fuck what other people think. I agree. Yeah. Unless it's like your family and they're generally concerned about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like red <laughs> flags. Is someone's worried about your safety? Things like that. But I'm talking about like, like I know I have this thing on my Instagram that I can see when people like uh, share a post or something. So like I can see how many comments I have. I can see how many people saved a photo I have, which is also creepy. And I can see how many people direct messaged a photo I had. And I, on my engagement announcement, I had like 15 people messaged, like direct message that photo to someone. Uh oh. Yeah. So, you know, not, probably not all of those were very nice. <laughs> yeah. Because people do have a lot to say, but you know what? Fuck them. They're going to talk. Might yeah. as well have a good time while they're talking about it. And no one has a actual like concrete issue or complaint to bring me they just have their feelings and i'm very proud of myself for no longer giving a shit me too that was long enough yes of you giving a shit yeah that was long <laughs> enough of me talking long enough of me giving a shit we can move on i don't think that you ever growing up like changed like acute things about yourself like if someone's like i don't like your hair or i don't like your outfit it was like okay whatever you know, but when it comes to people trying to influence your big decisions in life, you know, those are hard decisions to make. And sometimes you need other people's input. But I guess, you know, listening to people got you where. Yeah. And then, you know, you just you you treat people the way you want to be treated. Whether or not it's it's the advice that you're getting from someone else like. If you didn't have it, if you were, weren't going through a divorce, but the person you're like talking to on an app and trying to start dating is, you're like, well, I would want to know yeah, sooner rather than later. And if it scares that person off, then that's not the person that I want to be giving any of my time to. Exactly. So you did that and it, you know, worked out for you. And we chose Tinder because on we had, the choice was between Bumble and Tinder. And Bumble, the girl has to make the first move. And that just seemed like a lot of stress on, you know, 2018 Stephanie. Yeah. I was like, was no. 2018, 2019? 20, yeah, 2018, I think. Okay. I think, I don't know. Who knows? Either. I don't either. It feels like a lifetime. At that ago. point in time, that Stephanie was not ready for Bumble. Yeah, that Stephanie was, a, she was... <laughs> Her whole goal was just like a mood just booster. Just wanted compliments. Yes, I want to be tall as pretty. I wanted someone to buy me dinner. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a good conversation. I just wanted hope. I was looking for hope. I touched on that all the time. I was like, I was looking for hope, and you are the most hopeful person I know. So I found it. 
I didn't think it was going to be. Tinder seems weird, but just go with it. Yeah, it maybe that out. wasn't. No one goes to look for their husband. At least I didn't think <laughs> on Tinder that wasn't. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No, it wasn't like I just was having a good time, but it worked out. And I just truly think I can't think of a thing when I had a good reason. It wasn't like someone warned me I was going to make like I was going to hurt myself or someone else. Like I chose to do something to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And then the people who matter have supported me in it. That's all you need. It's true. So I'm proud of that. Say, do you have any other things that you're proud of? I do have a couple more things. Okay. I think the main thing is this podcast. Yes. Very proud like, of this. We had talked about it for a long time. We finally came up with a concept. We got me some equipment. I'm finally now over a year later with these like fancy ridged soundproofing things. So hopefully everyone notices a difference. If not, I'm going to leave them up because I already put them there. And sticking with it, like I can't believe it's been... Over a year, we officially have over 7,000 listens on our podcast. It's wild. And it's just been really fun. And, you know, whether or not it's it's anything besides just an excuse to catch up weekly and have some deep conversations, you know, it's fucking great. And I'm having a great time with it. And I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job. I think we are, too. I'm proud of us. We worked. We worked hard. And like you said, we stay committed and I've enjoyed it, but it takes a lot of a lot of effort to not only just make the time, but like to to do a good job, to put in the ideas for you guys, to bring everything together. And, you know, we're very like vulnerable on here. We're very open and it's a little bit scary, but then you get these messages about how, you know, it's like changed somebody's life or it changed their career or it changed their relationship or it saved their marriage. And you're like, fuck. I was just talking to my best friend for an hour a week and now we're, <laughs> we're impacting people's lives. It's so fucking awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. And we get to nerd out and laugh and laugh our ass off and it's a you good know, time. We go like everywhere with it. It's really fun. It is fun. But yeah, I've, I am very proud of where we are, what we've earned, what we've built all over our life. I mean, I'm proud of our friendship. Me too. I'm proud of the female friendships that I have in my life and that we both are have kept that a priority, you know, and that's not easy, but I am proud of that. And I'm proud of, I mean, we lived together two years in the same state. I know. And have maintained this friendship for, you know, over half our lives. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty fucking it really awesome. is. It's wild. Yeah. So. So I think those are good things to be proud of. And then I would say I have two more things that are also pretty big. Number one of the next two is picking out the perfect cat. Yeah. From (laughs) PetFinder.com. This fucking cat is perfect. Toothless Poe. He's perfect to Kyle and I, but he's not really interested in anyone else. That's fine. That's all you need. He's a cat. What do you expect? Yeah. He doesn't have any teeth. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is funny because he's playful and he'll like go to bite you and it's like okay because it's just gums yeah just a little it's a weird g- feeling but a little geriatric he's talk. a great cat i found him online 
He's he was five years old. He'd been a little traumatized. Bug. Um, and he's just fucking great. Yeah. He's very snuggly. He like pretty much lives on our bed. He like doesn't want to do anything else. And he's been a lesson a lesson in like patience. And giving someone the space to get comfortable because I just want to, like, hug and kiss him all the time. But especially in the beginning, it was like, okay, I'll back off. Let him come to me. But he's very sweet. He's a great cat. And then the other thing that I am proud of is winning the fifth grade lip sync competition at Gwenor <laughs> Elementary School singing Cheryl Crow's version of Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> lip singing Cheryl Crow's version of Sweet Child of Mine. Not karaoke. No, no, no. Lip singing. No, 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 no. My fucking slave driver of a father. Every night before bed made me run through my routine. I did it by myself because if you couldn't tell, I'm a little bit of a lone wolf and I didn't want anyone cramping my style. Obviously. I love being on stage and I wasn't going to let any other bullshit fifth grader drag me down. Oh, yeah. And I will send a picture to Nicole of that night. I looked fabulous. Incredible. Whatever you think fifth grade Morgan looked like, you're exactly right. And it's going to be in this picture. (laughs) (laughs) And I practiced really hard. I smiled big and I knew all the words to the song. And I did a really good fucking job. And I got first place and I got first place and second place was these four, the four like smart dudes in fifth grade who were like in the, like the, we called it resource program who like went and learned algebra while everyone else was learning long division. Yeah. Like those, like the gifted kids. Yeah. And they did, um, fuck, what song did they do? From the like, from the Blues Brothers, damn it! It was Blues Brothers, and they were like on Saturday Night Live, and then these it was these four dudes, AJ, David, David, and Zach, and they did a great job, but I did better, and I beat the shit out of them with my lip singing and my dad's acoustic guitar. I fucking crushed it, and I got first place. Incredible! And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you won the fifth grade lip sync competition." Like, no asshole, I won the fifth grade lip sync competition. Won first place, bitch. And I just wanted everyone to know that. Yeah, you know what else we got first <laughs> place in? What every fucking talent show we've ever been in together, ever uh, in Cuba? <laughs> yes, every year, fucking annihilated it every time. I take stage performances extremely seriously. Yes. I just like to have a good time and laugh, and I like to win, so. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so we did. We won every Kiwa talent show, always, because we're fucking hilarious, obviously. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what else. I, I was not good at sports. I was not. I, I, and I'm not a good singer or performer. I don't have anything like that. Really not <laughs> proud of a lot of my accomplishments before, like, I graduated high school. I didn't get pregnant. That's good. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the things that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. I didn't get pregnant. I still haven't been pregnant. That's great. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> I haven't either. But at this point, that's there's, great. A, there's a chance that that might not even be possible. The fact that I didn't get pregnant. like, 
I might be infertile. I don't really know. Sometimes I think about that and then I think about it and I go, would that be the worst thing in the world? <laughs> it got me this far. No, it would not. <laughs> it got me this far. It served me well I'll so take far. It as a sign from the universe if it's true. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think I don't have anything like that. I think I'm definitely, I did not peak as a child or teenager. Like I much, I didn't ever not like myself, but I much prefer like me now. Oh, I am 100% with you there. The fact that I'm in a place right now to have taken a week off from work. I'm literally planning on spending all day in pajamas, either in my bed, the guest bed, or on the couch tomorrow, mm-hmm. like doing nothing. And I communicated to my partner to leave me the fuck alone the entire time so that I could do that. Yeah. And it wasn't met with judgment. It was met with, yeah, bitch, you do you. You have a lazy day. And that's a wonderful place to be. I feel like I'm in a good spot. Yeah. Are things perfect? Absolutely not. Is the world burning around us? Yes, absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's a clusterfuck outside, but... In my little townhouse, we're chilling. Yeah. We're managing. We're surviving. Yeah. Not thriving right now, but surviving for sure. Yeah. We're getting somewhere. Getting somewhere. <laughs> so, okay. We wrapped up things we are proud of. And then I do think we've always come to each other with accomplishments and been good cheerleaders. But kind of the basis for this is I feel as if women either... Or like the Instagram bloggers who like humble brag about their starter home that's a million dollars and their casual, you know, like fountain driveways and things like that. Or like look at my new Chanel bag I bought and whatever that kind of shit is. Or majority of women just like fly under the radar. They don't celebrate themselves. I don't think they really celebrate each other either. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this since the message from Chelsea came through and it's unfortunate because I find myself getting annoyed with women on social media who are like posting every update of every second of every like moment in their lives. You know, women who post from, you know, the pee stick that says they're pregnant to you know every week a new outfit with their baby like okay now we're four weeks old now we're five and it's just like oh my god fuck off who cares and you know people who are like building a house and it's like sold the land here's the frame look they i have walls oh my god the sinks are in and i feel like those people while there's not really no reason for me to be getting like annoyed with people on social media because I can obviously not look at it, mm-hmm. which is probably a break I should take at this point, honestly, anyway. But, and this is probably not true in every case, but it just screams of insecurity to me. And it shouldn't. Yeah. I'm like, why do you feel the need to post like every update all the time? And it's like when when people in relationships post pictures of each other all the time, it's like, well, those are the most insecure couples because they need to like 
constantly be putting stuff out there to everyone that they, you know, are great together and they look great together. It's like, is that, is that true sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. But is it also probably just like people who are happy? Yeah. (laughs) Expressing their happiness. And I, and that seems to be what it is. And, um, I have not, I, unlike you have definitely had issues with jealousy and comparing myself to other people's points in life and feeling uh, less than. And it's a process to feel pride and happiness for someone else without being like, well, why don't I have that yet? Yeah. And is that, that's probably a woman thing. Yeah, I think, I think I can see that. I don't know. I'm, I guess I, I've seen the things, I thought the same thing about relationships and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, but what if their person is words of affirmation? That's what makes them feel loved. Like me coming home to a clean kitchen. But then I don't know. I, I don't know, but that is where we go to. And I do agree that like, if you, but I also think it's wild that you'll have girls go out and like their whole thing going out is to take Instagram pictures and they don't talk to each other. They just sit on their phone the whole time and they like go different places to take pictures and then like don't enjoy themselves. They just have like these Instagram pictures. And so then like you see stuff like that and then you get that in your head and then you think like, oh, well, they're just like bloggers going to go do this stuff. And I can see where like that can make jealousy and it's just like this whole cycle. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck it. like. If that's what's fun to them, I don't understand. I also don't understand World of Warcraft, but some fuckers can play that shit for hours and enjoy themselves, you know? And like, yeah. maybe that's truly bringing them joy and who the fuck am I to say it? Yeah. And I don't know. And I, they're also a different generation than I am. I think the thing I like was sitting with and struggling with is when I talk to my girlfriends, which now that we're older, it's a little bit better, but like, we'll talk about like our, we used to talk about our dating lives a lot and things like that but and we were like hype each other up for that kind of stuff but we didn't we like shared career struggles and now that i'm like almost 30 we like share in each other's career wins but i definitely don't think i saw that a lot in my early 20s it was so competitive you know like if you found job security especially when we were graduating from college and stuff then other people were jealous and you felt like you couldn't like talk about it too much or you know, push it too much because then other people would get upset or like, I remember our first apartment, we were doing well, well, I was doing well and we had a nice place and like a bunch of people make comments about that. And then so like you're nervous to post pictures about where you're staying. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I wish at that time in my life, I felt more comfortable owning where I was at and that I celebrated my friends things that weren't just like their love lives. Right. I don't know if I don't know if men do that, though, although I will say like Kyle's close friends knew like when his job interview was and, you know, followed up with him about how it went and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I will say, though, when it comes to like people being jealous of where other people are at in life, that doesn't stop ever. Like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head now, My we had a relative look up a house that I lived in growing up 
on like Zillow (laughs) to see how much it cost so that they could make comments to my parents about how much money they paid for a house. That's wild. Which is totally inappropriate, (laughs) I think. It's weird. But I have I have trouble with opening up about things that are taboo. And I've talked about this before, too, early on in our episodes about, like, work, that I grew up not being allowed to talk about money. Yeah. I, I still don't know and will never know, you know, how much money my dad made or makes not that we're in the same field that there's anything to compare, but I don't know if anyone else knows how much money their parents make or have made in their lives. Um, and, you know, even if I would jokingly be like, how much did that cost? Or how much do you, how much did you make? Like as a joke, as a teenager, it was like, you don't talk about that. Yeah. And it was something that we weren't allowed to talk about. And I've my dad has brought this up to me since he listens to the podcast. And he's been like, I didn't realize how that fucked you up a little bit. He thought he did a great job. <laughs> Everybody has a weakness, Colin. Everybody's yeah, right. got a weakness. Every, no one's perfect. No, no one's Except perfect. Floyd, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Which I do think, I mean, the number part, because I remember coming out of college and people asking me like exactly how much I made and it made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't mind discussing money in general and like hyping my girlfriends up who are asking for a raise. And like, I do know exactly what some of my friends make. And, you know, I don't know what others make. And I've been there to be like, fuck, yeah, you got this. Like, go in there, ask for what you want. And then... I've also had just more general financial conversations and ask somebody, I'm like, okay, do you feel comfortable with what you're getting paid? And they're like, yes, I feel like I'm compensated well. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's where you should be, you know? Yeah. And I just think even if you don't want to discuss numbers, I think normalizing the discussion of like financial success mm-hmm. is huge. You know, I think like I, we, I got this job, this new role last year and I think because I kind of had this whole imposter syndrome and this job hadn't been done before and I didn't know how I was going to do. Like I talk about it on the podcast because I'm talking about it with my best friend and then you guys are all like a couple hundred of you happen to be hanging out listening. But I didn't like post about it or like I didn't. I told like my people, but I didn't like make a big thing about it because I had a major like I, I have no idea if I'm going to be good at this or not. And I got nervous. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like I guess this probably goes back to giving a shit what other people think. Yeah. It's true. You know. And like you don't want to come across a certain way and then right. and that part is. And I mean it's and like I said, that's a work in progress for me. Like I definitely think too much about what other people think. I'm trying to not even more so because I don't think I'll ever be able to get up entirely, but doing what I want rather than making the choice based on what other people think. That's kind of my major goal because I don't I don't know if I'll ever be able to just not give a shit. Well, being completely like not to put a negative connotation on it, but being selfish and not taking in what other people are saying at all is just another extreme yeah. of caring too much and like only doing only living your life based off of 
how other people advise or react to your decisions. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even know, like, I know social media is a main thing because that's how we get a lot of our news out to people is through social media. Um, I don't think it's necessary, though. Every time something big has happened to to myself or someone in my family, like my immediate family, it kind of seems like my dad writes an email to, like, his mom and siblings to be like, okay, this happened. This is, like, this is what's going on. And then the congratulations or, like, the I'm sorry's kind of filter through Yeah, that way. Like, I had a bunch of horrible shit happen, and then I got into a car accident, and my car was totaled years ago. And I was like, I don't have, I can't tell, I can't tell people this. Yeah. Like, they need to know, obviously, because, like, I'm a little bit hurt <laughs> physically. Yeah. And, you know, they're my family, so they have, you know... They should know, but like, I can't do it because this is just the cherry on top of a bunch of horrible shit and having someone that kind of took on that messaging to people really helped when it was something bad. I guess like, well, like when my dad died, you handled that, like you handled the messages out where people like you were like the sympathy filter. Yeah. You know, and handled that kind of stuff. I guess more so what I'm sitting here thinking is that in our ideal universe, I want to A, have women feel comfortable being proud of themselves. And B, I want to not judge them being proud of themselves. Because I think we all do that. We all look at this and we're like, oh my God, you know, she's posting, she's on a trip posting her new chanel bag rub it in our face you're being really obvious and i don't want to have that like i just don't i want women to be proud of themselves i want women to i want to see accomplishments i do i feel like this is going to feed into the next topic that we want to talk about with mlms yeah because in this world it's just bizarre because like, yeah, I'm proud of you for, like, affording a great vacation and feeling empowered. That's wonderful. But that's, like, for some of these people, it's, like, what the fuck's going on behind the scenes? Yeah. With the multi-level marketing, like, Ponzi scheme shit. Yeah. It's just, like, I think what it boils down to is we don't know what's going on behind the scenes for everybody and if someone is like out there on social media looking for validation by posting something that they're proud of, maybe they need it. Okay, so you're not, so you're saying you think that if you're going to social media to be like proud of yourself and communicate how proud you are, that that's like a more self, like not a self-conscious place. So you're thinking maybe more in like families and like your internal girl group, like bragging on stuff is better. But I do like, I don't think it's fair. I don't know if anything's better. I just don't see that's, but I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem that like when, like when I bought my car, 
I was very proud of my car. And I saved a long time and I waited to buy a car until my car literally wouldn't turn on anymore. And then I didn't just buy like a generic car that like a lot of the people here have. I bought my Forerunner because I really wanted that. And I worked my ass off and saved up for it and I bought it. And I didn't, I posted about it and I didn't really think twice because I was fucking proud of myself. Yeah. And I think I deserve to be proud of myself because, hello, I worked in an emergency room and I worked my ass off to have a car I always wanted. So I don't think it's good to have this culture where if we did do something like that and we are proud of ourselves and we come to brunch and we're like, fuck yeah, like I just got this car. I worked my ass off for this car. I just got that promotion. I just got this raise. Like, I just, I don't like that that women are hesitant to do that because I watch, I do feel like I watch dudes do it all the time. I watch dudes be like, oh yeah, um, like I always thought I wanted to be a manager and now I got three teams, man, and it's just, it's kicking my ass and you're like like that like low-key humble brag or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like men are so much more confident and comfortable like owning their success in their life and I do think it's something that inhibits us that we judge each other for being proud of ourselves. Like I truly think it's a problem. Yeah. It sucks that there's always an ulterior motive yeah. perceived, whether or not it's there mm-hmm. from the person who has just done something that they're proud of and they just are like proud of it and want to put it out there. That's great. But then the perception is they're just looking for attention or jealousy from another woman and I mean, I'm in it. I feel that way a lot about things that I see online and I don't want to feel that way and I don't want to compare because if I just like think about what I'm doing right now and how my life is, it's, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's great. It's going really fucking well and I'm, I'm very happy and I'm proud of where I am in my life right now. And you deserve to be. Uh, you know, but I want a house. <laughs> It's always, that's always something. You know, yeah. I want a very specific kind of house with specific things in it. Yeah. And I want a specific ring eventually. Yeah. yeah. And I personally will talk about that all day because I, I have felt the same way for so long about these things that someone can like roll their eyes at me and be like, you know, you're materialistic. And I'll be like, I don't give a fuck (laughs) what you think about any of that, because it is that important to me that it is done how I want it to be done. Mm -hmm. And I will not settle for something less than like what I require to like live a comfortable life because I've also said before, I'm a giant toddler and I need to be comfortable and fed and napped um, in order to function as a, like, member of society. Yeah. And, you know, people are happy with other things. And I experienced this with my own mother, who has, like, extremely high standards for, you know, organization and cleanliness that I just do not and cannot bring myself to give a shit about the same level as her. Mm-hmm. And there's just a disconnect there. I don't know if, like getting negative feedback growing up about preferences and things that we want to do and things that we're proud of that the adults in our life just kind of brushed off like they were no big deal. Yeah. That makes us react to things 
as adults in a negative way. Um, you know, just thinking about childhood, like when I was getting potty trained, it was a big fucking deal every time I took a piss in the toilet that I held in pee and I would like pee a drop so I would get applause from my parents. And then 30 minutes later, I'd go back, pee a drop, get applause from my parents. That by the time that was done and then Zoe was being potty trained, it was like, okay, big fucking deal. You pissed in the toilet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just insane, like, thinking about why do I feel this way about this person's Instagram post of their vacation to, like, potty training. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy, like all of the feedback that we get throughout our lives and then what that turns into as grown-ups. Yeah, and how you perceive other people and like how they how what they put out like you take in because of your own experience. And that's also hard because it's like if you when you when you get that ring, you're going to want to show off that ring. And then there's going to be somebody who's in a good place, who knows that you deserve that and had this like dream and vision for yourself and be excited for you. And then there's going to be somebody out there who, whether they're jealous because they're not in a good place or they're jealous because they always wanted something like that and they haven't gotten it or didn't get what they wanted or whatever else. And there's going to be people who perceive it that way. And I just think that maybe if you just like think twice the next time you want to judge somebody, like don't get me wrong when we talk about MLMs where they like pretend like they're, essential oil business is what's paying for their family vacation i have an issue with but <laughs> like one of my i love good jewelry like i fucking love good jewelry i have spent my own money on good jewelry but i have been lucky enough to get a lot of it as gifts and one of my girlfriends at work was looking at some of my jewelry and really liked it and she's like man like i just i'm just on a scenario where somebody gets that for me i'm like you admire my jewelry all the time go fucking buy it for yourself this yeah. girl works two to three jobs, works her ass off. She can afford it. I was like, go get yourself a piece of jewelry. And then she did. And she was so fucking proud of it. And if you didn't know the backstory and she posted it as like not a blogger and a normal girl of her new like German bracelet, then yeah, people would be like, oh, okay. But like if you knew her and you knew that that took her, you know, a couple months and really hyping herself up to go buy that because she didn't want to wait on a man to buy it for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just think you always have a story and being empathetic is important. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I want, I would love a culture shift, but I also, I mean, like you can't help but get burnt out by bloggers bragging all the time. But I do think if it's someone you love and that you care about, I don't like the idea of shaming them for being proud of themselves. I don't like that idea either. And I would like to also get away from the people posting things because they're insecure. Yeah. And I need to stop going there yeah. immediately when I see someone post on social media. Like, oh, my God. They post about this all the time. They're like the most insecure person I know. Yeah. I mean, that's like, no, maybe they're just like really enjoying this process. Yeah. Like maybe they have a, either that or maybe they do. Maybe they hate themselves. And the only thing they've done is take that selfie. And that's the only thing that got them out of the bed today. Who knows? But yeah. I have a lot of great women in my life. And at least the ones who are close to me. I want to work on helping them feel proud of themselves. Me too. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a culture shift. I don't know. We'll see. I also don't think that like taking a 48 to 72 hour blackout break from social media is a bad thing. Yeah. Nice little refresh. Yep. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Give a little refresh. Yeah. I think that's why I like TikTok so much more than like, which now they have the things you should buy on Amazon part of TikTok, which is a struggle for me. But like, I liked it so much more than Instagram. And I do because I don't have that like comparison culture nearly as much where I'm like, same as you, I want a house more than anything. I want a house more than I want a wedding. Like I want, (laughs) I want a home that's my home so bad. And then I see these kitchens on Pinterest or on Instagram and these bloggers and all this shit. Also, all these motherfuckers with children. How? I don't understand. How do they have these nice, beautiful homes without broken shit? I'm going off track. Anyways, but like. Loans. (laughs) They are in debt. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't understand. But then they keep it clean and then they have breakables out and then their children talk. I have a Walmart rattan basket that has been used as a Frisbee, as a chew toy by both human and dog. Like, it just, I can't have, I don't understand. I'm like, you have four toddlers. How, how is your house look that way? I don't, I don't fucking understand. And it's not fair that their stupid post then makes me see somebody who did deserve their house and go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's just a little food for thought this week. So I guess the point is we all have things that we're proud of in our lives and sharing that pride is not a bad thing and just because we are women doesn't mean again that we have to be afraid to take up space like we've talked about before whether it's physically taking up office space and like making yourself known as a business person and Um, you know, feeling pride in the work that you do and how smart you are and how good of a communicator you are um, and how good at your job you are. And, you know, whether or not you want to post that on social media is a completely personal choice. Mm -hmm. And we are going to try to do our best to not immediately go to a negative place when we see things like that and to go to the you go girl place. Hype women place. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. But yeah. That's all I have on that. I don't know. I think that's all I have too. Okay, cool. Well, we're going <laughs> to hang out with us on social media until next week. Instagram at make it work podcast, facebook.com slash make it work podcast. Make it work podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Well, good night, Morgan. Love you. Night. Love you too.